We're live, bud. Hey, what's good? It's Abram Gonzalez here with the Small Business Marketing Playbook Podcast, joined by my homie, Roger Gallegos. What's good, Roger? Uh, everything's pretty much good today. I am having a really good day. Thank you for introducing the podcast today. How are you doing this afternoon? Uh, it's just wonderful. Wonderful day in the neighborhood. I'm excited to talk about, what are we talking about today? Oh, that's right. Developing a marketing content plan. Uh, both of us are fans of creating content that attracts our prospects in like bees to honey, if that makes sense. Bees make honey. You get the idea. We like creating content that brings the money in. And that's what today's episode is about. It's about not only creating things and putting something out into the onto the internet um, that brings in the right customers and prospects into your funnel, um, but it's about having a plan that goes with it. Because as we've talked about before, marketing without a plan is like throwing poop against the wall and hoping it sticks. Exactly. And really, you know, you, you, you hear the term content marketing a lot, and I kind of think that term should be uh, driven from the marketing lexicon because without current content, you're not really marketing because what are you doing if you don't, if you're not providing content, if you're just, uh, the only thing I can think of is if you're just doing little tweets or likes or, or whatever to promote yourself you have to develop content your content is your message it's how you are relating to your audience it's how you are addressing their needs and telling them hey i get you i understand what you're going through and not only do i understand it i have the solution i have the answers come on by let's 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 solve this together so that's that's why content is so important and to your analogy of throwing poop against the wall you don't want to just do that because as a small business owner or a medium business owner, you have things to do. You have a lot of stuff going on. So you have to be smart, effective, efficient with how you promote your business and having a content plan, with what is, which is what we're talking about here. It's this week's play from the playbook. That is how you do those things by having a content marketing plan. So People's attention span is at an all-time low. And it's our job as marketers to get more creative and put more effort and thought and intention behind these plans so that we can garner that attention, that attention that is being split in a million different ways right now because of mobile phones. I mean, I was just walking the dog earlier and I'm watching this guy drive by me. He's going over the line and his phone's up in front of his face and he's driving <laughs> down the street. Like this is not an uncommon thing for people's attention to be that split. So it's our job in order to cut through the noise of entertaining, educating, informing, and inspiring our prospects. That's what's going to get their attention. Without the attention, your marketing message falls flat. Okay. Exactly. And without a plan, how can you possibly expect to get the attention? So we're excited for our new format this season. If you already listened into episode number one, we had a stroke of genius over break and how we're going forward with this podcast. Every single time you listen in, you're going to get at least five different marketing statistics that matter. We're going to break them down, why they're important, blah, blah, blah. Number two, we're going to let you know what you need to know to run this marketing play. That's why the, the title of this podcast has to do with the play of the week. 
right? Play number whatever. And then we're going to give you what the actual play is, the thing that you get to do that's going to elevate your marketing and allow you to take what you've learned today and put it into action. Love it. So excited for this. And thank you for sharing the credit for the stroke of genius. Uh, I will have to say, I'm going to defer a little bit, most of it to you because the idea of including the numbers, that was all you, you floored me with that. I love it. It's great. So uh, right now we've set at the table. We understand what the play is. It's creating a content plan. Let's dig into the numbers and I'll share the first number that we're going to be looking at here. And that has to deal with video marketing. Marketers who use a video get 66% more leads per year. I could go on for days about this, but I will let you share your thoughts on video and video marketing. I've been using video since 2010 to market my business. Back then they were saying YouTube is the future. They're still saying YouTube is the future and video is the future. <laughs> so that hasn't changed, but I'll give you a little story about why this is so important. I just received a phone call from somebody yesterday inquiring about our services who before reaching out to me did a little bit of Googling. So they looked me up on Facebook. They looked me up on YouTube. They checked out the company, all this stuff. She had watched like well over an hour worth of YouTube content from me and my company and was already stoked to do business without even, there wasn't even a pitch, right? And she was like, I don't know what it is yet that we're going to do because Actually, I'm not 100% sure what it is that you do, but I do know that you're a marketer and you can help me grow my business. And I just know that I want to do business with you. That is the power of video marketing. Okay. You know, it's a, it's a pretty interesting thing when somebody reads an email from you or a Facebook update or whatever, and they tell you that when they are reading messages from you, they can actually read it in your voice in their head. Okay. That's where you want to be. And like, if there's anything that 2020 taught us, you know, the separation is real with people being socially distanced and seeing less of folks, the ability to get on camera and translate and transfer your energy in a more dynamic way allows your messages to really come to life. That's, that's a perfect way to put that. And the, the thing I'll say about video and is you always, for me, when it comes to business, when it comes to seeing what trends that need to be paid attention to, and like you said, you've been doing the video since 2010. I always look at, look at the giants in our industry, look at the giants in business period. And I'm talking about Google and I'm talking about Facebook. Google purchased YouTube. They did that for a reason because they saw the value in video. Facebook purchased Instagram because they saw the, the value in the video aspect of Instagram. They copied what Snapchat was doing with the stories because they saw the value in those short video stories. They didn't do that just because they felt it'd be a fun thing to do. They did it because they saw the value. They understood where, where uh, the content uh, that people wanted, where that was heading. And so right now, and this, this trend right here, the video trend, 
it's been going on for years. Like, like it's we're on a, a decade plus of this of everybody saying you have to get on video. And right now it's to the point where it's no longer a luxury. It's a requirement. If all you're doing is written or just like visual terms like memes or infographics, you're behind the curve. People are expecting video content and that's only going to increase as the time goes by. So if you're not doing video marketing, you have to start including it right now. And there's a bunch of stuff out there to help you get started. Perfectly said, Roger. The next one that we have, of course, is, you know, you almost touched on it here, Facebook acquiring Instagram. You know, uh, let's talk about visual marketing. You know, when you look at scrolling through that Instagram feed, what makes you stop at a particular post? It's the image, right? It's the actual visual component of what is trying to be communicated. That's where the whole term comes from. A picture is worth a thousand words, right? It's because visual is the thing that really brings people in. So if you study advertising at any level on any medium, it starts with the visual. It starts with the photo or the graphic that's associated with whatever marketing message you're using, no matter what the channel is. What is the second thing that grabs people's attention? It's the words, but it's visual first and then the words. And the stat that we have here today, I almost forgot the stat. Visuals are known to improve learning and retention by 400%, 400%, that's nuts. And that, that, yeah, that is nuts. And that's an important stat because it could be argued and to a certain extent I will argue that the whole point of marketing is to educate your audience. You want them to learn about you and your product and, you, and how you can help them. And if you are providing great visual content that helps them do that, you're doing a great thing. So, and the reason, and just think about this, the, the kind of process of this, you, know, you have an image that stands out that gets them to stop. And then you put some good, you maybe put some words in there and then you have a great caption. You're engaging them on multiple levels, which makes it easier for them to learn and retain that information. So even if they do not act upon it in that moment, it sticks with them on a certain level. So when they are ready to act, when their need gets to a point that they can no longer ignore it or they can no longer just deal with the inaction, then you're they're going to remember, who is that company that had that great? Oh, yeah, it was them. Or you know what? Uh, my sister sent me that thing that made really good sense. Let me go check my Instagram to see I saved it. Those, and that's why it's so important. So again, along with the video, visuals are becoming an indispensable part of a content marketer's uh, arsenal. And you're going to have to make it part of your uh, plan too, is, is, is including visuals. Because like, again, 400%, it's a huge number. So the next one is we want to talk about, and we're not talking about exactly what we're doing here, which is podcast. 45% of global internet users aged 25 to 34 listen to podcasts. Uh, 25 to 34, that's the, the dream market for a lot of industries. So why don't you talk about that number and why it's so important? Well, I think audio is just a really important medium in general because the person who is consuming that audio message can be doing something else while they're consuming it. So people have made it a habit of listening to podcasts and other audio formats while they're doing other things. 
And that's only going to continue to increase. We, we talked about people's attention spans being lower than ever. Uh, I, I, uh, I think that's unfortunately going to probably increase, you know, that, that people are being split, but people got you in their ears and they're already going to this place to consume information from you. The name of the game is education, inspiration, entertainment, Podcast is a great way to do that. And it's a great way to build connection with folks in a way that scales. You know, when you hear somebody's voice, you know, people have been telling stories for eons. That's what allows people to connect. And people connect to people which are behind the brands and the companies that you want to do business with. What better way to reach folks than where they're already going to consume that information than through podcasting? Uh, Podcasting is so valuable. And for me, my introduction to podcasts, I've been listening to podcasts for about 10, 11 years now. My introduction was actually comedians. And I have like three or four comedians that I listen to on a regular basis. And they, they I think, were some of the earliest ones to see the value in what I've, and I think what it is, which is branding. Podcasts can be part of your branding strategy because guess what? If you're out there sharing your voice, sharing your thoughts, helping providing good, valuable information. They get to know your voice, they get to know your brand and they get to know you and they begin to trust you. So again, similar to what the visual aspect is when their need gets great enough, then you've already established that relationship. And the great thing about podcasts is there's no hard and set rule. We try to keep our podcast between a certain time frame. You could do a 10 minute podcast twice a week or every day or once a week that hits a high uh, value pain point and, you, and it could be something like, hey, every Friday morning, listen to this. It's whatever your audience needs or what you feel it needs. And so that's what makes podcasts to me so great because it could be just about anything as long as it's addressing a need and it speaks to your audience. Love it. Let's talk about blogging. What do you got to say about that? Uh, well, blogging, <laughs> let's read the, the stats. So the blogging, companies who blog get 97% more links to their website you're the SEO guy in this. You know about links. I, I feel that um, if I say anything before that, it's uh, before you, it won't be as valuable. So I'll go ahead and let you take the floor because you're, 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 you're the SEO guy. So take it. Hey, that's fair, man. So companies that blog get 97% more links. I'm going to make it even bigger than just links, though. Uh, you know, a link to your website from another another business, another company that has to do with your industry is going to help your website perform better in the search engines generally. But beyond that, it's also an indicator that your website is more valuable. The reason that people are going to link to your website is because you're providing something of value. And just like everything else that we've described here today so far, each of these methods is a way of building influence, trust, and credibility with your potential customers and clients. And so blogging is a great way to do that and continues to be a great way to do that, especially pairing that up with video marketing. Those two can really go hand in hand and allow you to reach people in a dynamic way, build that trust, and allow your message to spread. It's very easy for people to click share on a blog post that you created, right? And now your message is in front of all of their friends and their audience as well. So I've been blogging and have blogged on and off since 2010. I started in 2010 blogging every single day and that landed me my, my first TEDx talk. 
It landed me my first business partnership. Several other things happened that year when I did that. And so you just don't know what's going to happen when you start blogging and you start sharing your message. I'll give one other plug for blogging as well before I turn it over to you, which is when you put a blog together and you put it on your website, it lives forever versus other types of channels like a lot of social media, the lifespan of that piece of content that you create, people might only really see it for a couple hours before nobody ever sees it again. Yeah, so social media posts are, are inherently designed to come and go and be irrelevant pretty shortly after you post them. You you post something and pretty much an hour, two hours after it's, it's, it's done, but to your point, a blog, you put it up there and as long as it's good relevant content, particularly if you have something that's evergreen to your business, you can have it there, update it, update it every so often, treat it as a new piece of content and it's there. So I'm pro blogging. You're not going to hear me say anything bad, uh, anything else bad about it. You covered everything from the SEO point of view. So I love it. Uh, let's look at our last number, which has to deal with email. And I'll let you introduce this one. Yeah. Email has an ROI of $40, return on investment of $40 for every dollar spent. So that's like the dream machine. (laughs) You put a dollar in, cha-ching, $40 comes out. I know there's a lot that you can say about email marketing because that's one of the first uh, services uh, that you shared with me that Beacon Marketing does is is email marketing. You know, and you guys have been doing this for, for a while now. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, email marketing, it's 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 a big part of our business because of that exact stat, that $40 uh, ROI for every dollar spent. And it makes sense when you think about it, you create a drip campaign of six to nine emails. And then whenever somebody signs up for your list, you're able to communicate with them six to nine times. And when you look at the fact that the average person, it takes anywhere from eight to 12 contacts for them to make a decision, you're, handling, you're taking care of six to nine of those right off the bat. So if they see your messaging on social media, if you do a cold call, whatever your officer process is, you already laid much of the groundwork. And that's why this is so important. And then not to mention, if you send out newsletters on a frequent basis, you send out other, you have other drip campaigns set up. It is such a great way to maintain contact and to have a, a lasting relationship, particularly if you deal with high dollar, high value, products or services, it's going to be tough to get people to fork over a significant amount of money just seeing your message just once. That's why you see those uh, those high number of touches necessary to close a client. And that's why email marketing is so valuable because once someone gets on your list, sure they can unsubscribe, but if you're providing them value, and I always like to say Amazon, I get so many emails from Amazon on a weekly basis. And every week I think, you know what? Today's going to be the day. This is going to be the week. I'm just going to unsubscribe because I'm tired of deleting them. And guess what? I go and it's like, huh, I didn't know they had that at Whole Foods. Or, hey, it has been a while since I ordered that. Or, you know what? I do need some ice molds for my whiskey, whatever it might be. And it's just a great reminder and they provide value. So it's like I have that fear of that FOMO of missing out on a great deal from uh amazon so i stay there so that just speaks to the value of being uh, of, of having the email so what are your thoughts on it one of my first businesses basically grew a hundred percent from email so i had 
this email list that was just hyper responsive. And I was only able to generate like three to five leads a day, but I was doing it through Facebook marketing, like organic Facebook marketing back in like 2012, 2013. That list got up to a little over 2000 subscribers, but I was emailing just about every day, every other day, a video. I was often emailing videos that I knew would appeal to their main pain point. And people fell in love with that content. And that's why at a certain point, the average value of a subscriber on my email list in terms of lifetime value was a hundred plus dollars per email. Hundred That 2000 person email list generated close to a quarter million dollars with one product. And wow. that is the value of email marketing. And to your point, I was able to set up a drip campaign that sent out emails like every three days for the first, I want to say 45 days, 50 something days on my email list. So if I forgot to do broadcasts, they were still getting more content from me that built their relationship with me over time. So love it. yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> and for anybody who, anyone who listens out here, uh, if you think uh, 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 sounds young, he, he is young. I think he started his first business when he was in eighth grade. So that's why he says, you know, I started 2010 because this guy, and he's done everything. When it comes to all this stuff, he has a story and a good reference for all this stuff. So all these numbers, all these things, like I, I one of the great things, I, I really started this podcast with because I learned something every day when I talk to him. So when he says about the email and all this stuff, it's great information. I love it. So let's move on. We're done with the numbers. We did the five numbers. What's something they need to know? We're going to keep it really simple for you guys. Like simple is, I think, evolving as one of our ethos here at the Small Business Marketing Playbook Podcast, because it has to be simple if you're going <laughs> to succeed, right? You can sit here and drop whatever play that you want, elaborate scheme, you know, to, to execute on some idea. But that's typically where it falls apart. <laughs> falls apart. If there's too many moving pieces, uh, you have issues. So Roger and I like saying this a lot, uh, which is done is better than perfect. That's what you need to know about developing a content marketing plan. Done is better than perfect because if you don't do anything at all, well, then you're still right back where you started before. And putting together, even just drawing something out, writing something out on a piece of paper or a whiteboard about what you're going to do next when it comes to creating content that educates, entertains, and inspires, okay, doing that step is going to put you a lot further than doing nothing, okay? And no marketer is perfect. We've both created campaigns that have bombed horribly. That's just part of learning and being a business owner, but doing something is better than nothing. Yeah. I, I firmly agree. When I first started doing video for my business, I was so intent on these videos being perfect. And I could, I look at the frustration that I had and I, it one day it took me almost a full half day to record one 10 minute video because I didn't want to stutter. I didn't want to say, ah, I didn't want, I wanted the light to be just right until I finally just said, this is ludicrous. If I, if I, if it takes me a half day, just do one video, 
it's going to take me a, a full week to do a month's worth of videos. And that's just untenable. So and here's, the, and here's the dirty little secret. As you do the, the content, whatever it's a video or blogs or visual content, as you do them, your process gets better. You get better at doing it. So over time, they'll get better. But you have to make those mistakes. If you look at the, the first videos I did for Beacon Marketing, they're not great. I look back at them, they're good information. Like if you were just to take the, what I was saying, it's good, but the actual visual presentation, because the way I had my wife and I had the house, I had this white sheet behind me to block off the rest of the room because the rest of the room was a mess and it didn't look good, but that's what we had to work with, you know? So sometimes you take what you can work with, you make the best situation and done is better than perfect. I recorded, I have recorded well over a thousand videos since I started, <laughs> since I started in 2010. It might be more than that now scattered across various YouTube channels, sales funnels, and all kinds of stuff. Most of them, Roger, are recorded on an iPhone with no editing. You know, and I talked about sending out those email blasts and stuff with that small 2000 person list. They were all iPhone videos, but you know what? People love the content. People care less about all the production value and the perfectionism that you know we have going on than just getting the message. If your message doesn't get out, then there is no message. Yeah. So done is better than perfect. And the other thing that you need to know before you start going on with a content marketing plan is that content marketing takes time, okay? Uh, especially if you don't have a team of people that's gonna be like helping you with this. Content marketing takes time. So what you have to do is start somewhere where you're not going to overwhelm yourself with a plan that you can't execute on. You know, if you've never written a blog before, do you think it's fair to expect that you're going to start writing three per week when you've never done a single one? That's like saying you're going to do a hundred pushups. You've never done a single one in your life. It's just exactly. not going to happen. So allow yourself the space to learn the thing as you do it. Keep your goal small as you begin and then work your way up as you build that muscle. All right. Now it's time for the play action. And this, this is where we say, okay, you know the numbers. You, you, you know what you need to know. Now it's time to put this in action. And I love this one. I love it because this too, to me, it speaks to really the ethos of this podcast. It speaks to part of the ethos of both of our individual businesses. And that is tell a story with your with your content that is what people are looking for they want a story they want to know that you understand the troubles they're going through and that you um not that you have the solution so tell a story and to the point that you just made in the need to know start small and more importantly create a process so if you do that if you tell a story you start small you create a process you'll have a very strong robust content marketing plan that's going to deliver the leads you need to grow your business. So that's it for me. What do you want to add for the plate action part? Tell the story of how you began your business. So take a picture of you, post it on your social media and tell a story about why you started your business. If you've never done that before, it's almost like a chance to reintroduce yourself to your audience, even if it's an audience of one, you got to start somewhere. So if you haven't done that, take this as the first opportunity to flex that muscle, take action. It's only the action takers that reap the spoils. You're exactly. an action taker. That's why you're here on the small business marketing playbook podcast. All right. Well, that's it for us today. We finished it. This is a good, uh, 
good play. Uh, we'll be back next week talking about the next play from our playbook. If you have any questions, let us know. Let us know what you think about this play. Let us know where you're at. Uh, please share. Help us build the audience. We're excited to reach as many people as possible. Do you have anything to say before we head on out? Goodbye. <laughs> All right. You guys have a good one. Talk to you later.